most men are um, very good. I'm going to try to put this uh, in a positive vein. Are very good at uh, doing tasks, at uh, figuring out how, how to take action, and not as good as being supportive. And for a lot of things that concern women, they want the emotional support. And so they go to another woman. And so they don't consider uh, their husband their best friend. This week, are couples who consider their spouse their best friend happier? Researchers think so. So what does Dr. Karen Sherman think? And why might that be? Stay tuned. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, the brilliant Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, it is so great to chat with you. It's It's been a while. Um, I'm happy to uh, be back. Um, today, we have a Another interesting topic that is predicated around a study. And so uh, the study is from the Journal of Happiness, and it basically looks at um, people who treat their spouses as their best friends. And the conclusion of this study is that those who do that are the happiest. Uh, So I wanted to get in here and talk about first, in general, do you think it's good or healthy for couples to consider their spouse their best friend? Absolutely. I there, There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I can't think of a, a reason that it wouldn't be a good thing to do. Um, and I think, you know, the saying goes, uh, treat your family more like friends and friends more like family. I think that often what happens, and we've discussed this in other podcasts about the typical thing that happens in a relationship is you've got the honeymoon period and you know everything's so wonderful and then life gets in the way. I'm, I'm doing a very abbreviated yeah. version and life gets in the way and then you just, the little niceties start to slip. And I think that, you know, with your best friend, you take special care 
to be extra nice to your best friend. So I think that if you're treating your spouse like your best friend, you're not letting those niceties slip away as they might be in the typical, um, your life is rushed, uh, you just sort of assume everything will be okay because after all, your spouse made the commitment so they're there for the long run. So I think it really would be a wonderful thing if you consider your mate your best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's funny too because when you think about it, it's it's both ways. It's reciprocal. So yes, uh, if if you if, if a best friend comes over, uh, one of the first things you'll do is you know welcome them into the home. You'll you'll offer them you know a refreshment perhaps. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you know when your spouse comes home from work, imagine if you were there mm-hmm. and right. you welcomed them in the same way and said, oh. You you know, would you like me to get you something to drink? Just like those uh-huh. little things, like it would be a great example. Uh huh. Um, okay, so the study found that those who consider their spouse their best friend are twice as satisfied and happy than the ones who do not. So um, I feel like we kind of touched on this a little bit, but are there other reasons why you think that might be? Well, I think that, you know, what's what's the purpose of a best friend also? That you lean on that person and you feel supported by that person. So I think that that probably has a lot to do with it as well, that you really know that you can count on your mate to be there for you. And again, as you're pointing out, the reciprocity of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. Uh, I, I was going to add, based on that point, um, one of the things about being able to count on them. What when something happens in your life that is um, well, it's not even like the big things. It's it's the little things too. What yes. one of the first things that you do is you call your best friend or contact your best friend and say, "Oh, listen to Correct. this." And I I think if you have that kind of relationship with your spouse, it's the same thing. You you get home and be like, well, you'll never believe what happened today. Yeah, well, you're bringing up, okay, so you're bringing up something that I was about to say, which is there was a study years ago that if you gossip together, you tend to be more connected. That's right. Um, And I remember I worked with a couple years ago where one of her main complaints was that he wouldn't gossip with her. And he kept saying, it's so frivolous. What's so important? And I said to him, well, actually, there's studies that show (laughs) that it is significant. But aside from that um, aspect, knowing that If you're in trouble or knowing if you need support or knowing that if you just have a challenging time that you can know that your mate is there for you, Mm -hmm. that is going to be tremendously beneficial to your relationship in the same way that you know that, you know, your best friend would be there. Well, yeah. And uh, to drive home the point, one of the things when you think about that kind of a scenario is you begin to have anticipation for the conversation that you're going to have. Like when something Mm. when something happens, you're like, oh, boy, like mentally you're thinking, man, I can't wait to tell so-and-so. Right. And if you have that with your spouse, it's like, oh boy, I can't wait to tell them. Uh, Right. I I know I've been there with my with uh, with my wife. So, um Okay, so uh, one of the interesting things, I I think at least, and the findings that uh, were, part of the findings were that they were consistent across all demographics, 
Um, so age, gen- gender, uh, income level, didn't matter. Does, does right. that surprise you? No, not at all. Not at all. Humans are humans um, kind of a Again, thing? because I think, you know, it's a connecting factor. And so it wouldn't really matter how old you were or how much money you make or what race you are. I think if you feel that connection, then you're going to feel that connection or it's going to be a connecting factor regardless of those other um, attributes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so this next one, I... I, I feel like I can hear your answer already, uh, but I'm really excited for it. So the this, <laughs> the study found that women were less likely to identify their husbands as their best friend. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I, I wrote in my notes, does this surprise you? But I know it's not going to surprise you. Um, <laughs> so I will reframe it and say, um, can you explain why that's not surprising? Well, because most men are um, very good, I'm going to try to put this uh, in a positive vein, are very good at uh, doing tasks, at uh, figuring out how to take action, and not as good as being supportive. And for a lot of things that concern women, they want the emotional support. And so they go to another woman. Mm-hmm. And so they don't consider uh, their husband their best friend. They might feel close to their husband, but I think that for many women, when they think about a best friend, they think about who can I lean on when I need somebody to emotionally understand me. And so that's not going to be my husband. That's going to be another woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and with that... Um is it also, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, is it also that uh, women are more social creatures, which is something we've talked about in the past? Does that so that they have stronger bonds outside of their relationship, or do you think it's more about the support stuff? I think it's more about the support stuff, and I think that uh, there is a difference in the two genders in that. Um, men are more action-oriented. I think there's a difference in the brains and that women are more maternal and more caring and more function more as caregivers. And so, therefore, they do that job better. I mean, I'm working with a woman now who really isn't all that social, but, boy, is she a phenomenal caregiver. Mm. So I don't think the social aspect of it is the driving force. I think it has more to do with being a caregiver. The, nur- the nurturing aspect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. So then I, there, I'm guessing there's some people who are listening to this who are thinking to themselves, well, crap, <laughs> I don't consider my spouse my best friend. Uh, right. Should, should they be concerned? Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah. um, I think 
it is probably atypical to think of your mate as a best friend. Um, and, you know, I read the study, of course, that you sent to me. Um, it doesn't, it wasn't saying, um, let's look at couples who consider their mates best friends and couples who don't and compare the happiness of each of those or the unhappiness of the people who don't consider their fr- their mates best friends. They were just saying that when when you think of your mate as your best friend, you're happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they said twice as happy. Is yeah. that is yeah. my memory right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it didn't say that the other people were unhappy. Right. Okay. So let's say if you somehow could put a number on it, the people who didn't say, which again, they, they didn't study this, but the people who didn't consider their mates their best friend, they could have said, well, I'm satisfied. I'm not unsatisfied. I'm satisfied. Rate your satisfaction five. Right. Okay. And then they looked at the people who said that their mates were their best friend, and they said, it's 10. Well, that's twice as much. But again, the other couples didn't say that they were unsatisfied. So I wouldn't worry about it. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to throw in there, and this gets back to the very first question about why uh, is this, mm-hmm. might this be? And it was going back to the courtesies and the, and the uh-huh. niceties and the politeness. And uh-huh. just because your spouse isn't your best friend uh, doesn't mean that you're not treating them with that same level of respect and courtesies and politeness and all those other things, which would make for an equally happy uh, and loving relationship. Yes. Yes. But you still might not think of them as your best friend. That is correct. That is correct. So, you know, like um, I have friends who I've grown up with. I've probably talked about them a lot on this podcast where I have literally known them since kindergarten. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am going to see almost all of them this week, this upcoming weekend. And we still see each other. So, um it, it, it would be tough to to uh, find this other person and then disregard those kind of relationships right. that I already had. Um, but I do consider my wife a best friend. Um, but I also have what I feel is like my, my guy best friend who mm-hmm. I can confide in as well when it's appropriate, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I know there were yeah. Yeah. There are also some people, and I don't want to... You know, and you may be able to correct me on this if I'm wrong. I don't know if Esther Perel, Mm -hmm. who is the leading therapist, especially when it comes to the matters of intimacy and sex uh, in couples, I don't know that she would be a fan of your spouse should be your best friend because I think she might say that cuts down on desire. Uh, that there should be some intrigue and um, that in other words, you shouldn't know every little thing mm-hmm. about a, another person, uh, your mate, um, because it does interfere with the whole uh, concept of intrigue and intimacy. And, you know, if I think, unfortunately, my best friend has passed away, but if when I think about my best friend, there was not 
anything I didn't tell her. As a matter of fact, we used to joke and say, this was not actually true, but we used to joke and say, oh, by the way, did I tell you I have toe cheese? <laughs> because it was like, you know, there's not anything I won't tell you. Yeah. Um, and though I do consider Rich my best friend, I don't know that there isn't any little detail I won't tell him because, you know, he's my partner. He's my male partner. And there's some things that should be a little bit private. Well, I, I was going to add to that because I do think that part of getting back to this like best friend thing mm-hmm. um, and, and courtesies and politeness and things like that, like there's certain things that you don't want them to know mm-hmm. um, for their benefit, not because you're mm-hmm. ashamed of saying it or uh, afraid of how they're going to treat you or act or anything like that, but you're doing it for their benefit, which is, mm-hmm. like, I think, and in, in considerate and in particular regards, you know, like an act of love. Yes, yes. Be- and because, so. because it is that, re- because the relationship is different than when it's a outside. Um, non-sexual kind Correct. of uh, relationship. There, there, there is like a different dynamic at play there. Yes, yes. So, so going back to what you asked me last, which is, should you worry? No, I don't think you should worry. Yeah. I think that we can't make this a black and white situation. I think that there are different aspects to this, um, as you know, as we've been talking about in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you come on? Hit me. That's do right. You on. Have anything else you'd like to add? Yes, I do. Okay. I think that regardless of whether you're looking to make your mate your best friend or not, I do think it's really important that the element of bringing back the niceties and the small courtesies into your relationship is absolutely essential in um, making your relationship one that is more satisfying, will make each of you more happy. Mm. Um, And, you know, we do go through periods where there's stress or there's difficult times or challenges or whatever, and those might slip away, but they're sure easy enough to bring back again. Mm. And um, you don't have to wait for your mate to do it. You can do it, and once you get the ball rolling, your mate will reciprocate. That's right. Yeah, that's gr- that's great. Um, I'm I'm glad that you brought it back to all that. I think that's a good place to uh, stop at. Uh, thank you so much, Karen. This was this was fantastic, and it was like uh, hopping on a bike, like we never. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for your time. Before you go, I do want to remind everybody that they have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, you can find this info on our website, hitchedmag.com. So that is going to do it. Thank you so much, Karen. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Whoa, we're on top of the world tonight.